welcome to another production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Today your host is Dr. Jan Vidal. She is an educator, author, curriculum designer, and a specialist in neural development. Dr. Jan has spent 20 years encouraging, educating, and inspiring families through her company, Little Giant Steps. So, whether you have a typical, gifted, or struggling learner, these weekly Brain Coach tips will help you discover foundational keys to make learning and life easier through the neurodevelopmental approach. And now, welcome your host for today. Hello everyone, and welcome back to this week's Brain Coach Tip. I'm Jan Bedell, the Little Giant Steps Brain Coach. It's so great to be able to share with you the revelations God has given me about how to make math easier. I've walked with many different families as they incorporate the help of the neurodevelopmental approach to see life-changing results. I've seen frustrated parents become encouraged and defeated kiddos feeling confident again. My goal is to equip you with some brain-changing tips and techniques as well as resources that can enhance your child's math abilities. I want to ask you to do someone a favor. I know personally the grief of having a child that has struggles in all academics, math included, and not knowing what to do to help her. Someone in the sound of your influence may be crying out for that help too. You just never know when you might be the link God wants to use so another family can get the help they're praying for, especially if they're dealing with math challenges. Oh my, the issue, both academically and self-esteem-wise, that comes with math problems, it can be huge. So do someone a favor, get the word out about these podcasts. Let's delve right into this subject of math challenges today and how we can help the situation at the root cause. Now some of the root causes for math problems are the same as reading, especially if they can't see it well. So go back to that podcast on making reading easier and get some of those tips from there because we don't have time to repeat that. The only one that I want to really draw your attention to is the central detail vision. That can make the children miss the signs. You know, add instead of subtract or multiply instead of add, things like that, that you would think are careless errors when it may not be a careless error where they're not paying attention, it's just that they can't see it well. So you want to make sure that that's not an issue. Again, that information is on the previous podcast. One thing I want to talk about today is how we've been trained and what we've experienced, because that often influences the way we teach. Especially if you're listening to this as a homeschooler, you might have had this experience. You had the teacher that was teaching the lesson, And they did two or three problems, and oftentimes they were the easiest ones. And then they just turn you loose on the lesson and say, do it yourself. And if you're in a big classroom, you often don't even want to raise your hand to make someone think that you don't know what to do. So that can be intimidating in getting the information that you need. Then you go home and are all frustrated. But because we've had this same experience, We just seem to want to repeat that. So we usually teach our children the lesson, maybe go over one or two problems, talk a lot during that time, and if they've got auditory processing problems, they probably know your mouth is moving but don't even know what you're saying. 
You know, when you look at them and their eyes kind of glaze over, you know, hmm, something's not quite right. Then you turn them loose on the lesson, and you think they have to do it on their own. This is a paradigm that you've developed because this is what you've experienced. But I want to challenge that paradigm. With the programs that we have and what we're suggesting, we're going to have you do a lot of input. And if you've heard me very often, you'll know that word very well. Input, input, input. So when you're doing math with a child, there's a couple of different things. Frequency, we've talked about before, how often something happens. So it's better for math to be done twice instead of once. And intensity, intensity usually goes down after about 12 or 15 minutes for older kids and even sooner than that for younger children. So you want to keep your time short. So two or three times for 10 to 12 minutes is very, very reasonable. The other thing of intensity has to do with you're actually doing something with the child. So you do a problem, they do a problem, you do a problem, they do a problem. Even if you think they know how to do it, do it anyway. What's this going to do? It's going to reinforce math facts. It's going to reinforce concepts. It's going to make the lesson go much quicker, and everybody's going to be happier. You'll do yourself a real favor by spending this time with your child instead of coming in and being upset with them that they haven't done it right. The other thing that's going to add intensity is that you check the problems that are correct, that they do. That will be very encouraging to them as well. So this 50% instruction can be used with any math book that you have. You do one, they do one. And some of the things that I encourage are the keys to fractions and keys to decimals. Those are on the Little Giant Steps website. You can find them there at the store. For all the things that we have to help with math, you just go to littlegiantsteps.com and then store and then search in the search bar math. And it will bring up all the different things that are in that category for you to look at. One of the things that has this 50% instruction built in is called Early Learning Foundations. We have one for preschoolers and then about kindergarten age and then first, second grade. When they finish the level three, which is the one for first, second grade, they'll be going or ready to go into third grade math. So you can spread that out longer if you'd like for more than one year. The thing that makes Early Learning Foundations unique is that it builds in the neurodevelopmental approach into the curriculum that also contains math. So it's really a neurodevelopmental curriculum with brain organization, visual and auditory processing, all those things that build the skills and all the input that's needed to be successful at math. So instead of holding up a card and asking, what's this number? We're going to have an activity where you have 10 cards and you tell the child nine of those. So it's a very good input-related program that just they can move through very quickly, get the understanding, the basic concepts of math, and it has all the different things built into it for measurement of all kinds. So check that out on the website. That's Early Learning Foundations. Something that's built into Early Learning Foundations Level 2 and 3 is something we call skip counting. And that's also sold separately if you have that need. It really helps children understand patterns of numbers 
and helps them with their multiplication facts as they're learning that. We also have them learn that so that they can multiply and divide before they ever really know their math facts, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But our skip count is very different than anything else that I've seen out there. If you sing a song and learn the alphabet through an alphabet song, then the problem with that is it goes over into your subdominant hemisphere, and the only way you can get out information about what letter comes after H is to sing the whole song. So we did the skip count with not to music. So there's a male voice, a female voice, all kinds of echoing and reverberating in the recordings to add intensity, and it's only two minutes long. So they listen to a track twice a day for two minutes, and then in a week or so you test them and see if they know it. If they do, you go on to the next one. So it goes all the way from the twos and counting through 20 on that CD. can come in real handy. Something else that's built into that level three early learning foundations is called Decimal City, but it's also a standalone product as well. What this does is through a neat story and a building project, they build a whole city with different parts of the decimal system. So they would have part of the city that has a, a unit, and then another part has the tens, and their nickname is T, of course. And it has this whole cute story where they go to the town hall meeting and there's a placeholder for every part of the city and that's zero just in case someone from that part of the city might want to talk. So it's just a fun way to reinforce the decimal system so that they really understand it in a fun way. And then they actually build it physically so they can see the difference between, oh, this is what a unit is and this is what a thousand is. So it's very hands-on as well. One of the things I'm most excited about, we just got through putting the final touches on recently, is called Visual Circle Math. And this is where you can take a child that has been behind in math or one that you just has a propensity to math and you want to just move them through operations. It's a way for them to do that. So it's a very specific way to do the input step-by-step with very few words so that they understand it and showing you exactly what each step looks like when you're growing through that process. So it's very user-friendly for the parents. Then there's a sheet that you give lots of input as you work problems that are similar to that called an input page. And after that, there's a mastery page. What we believe is the best way to approach math is just a constant reminder of these previous concepts that the child has learned. And so on the mastery page, you'll see one or two problems of recently learned concepts, and then a lot of problems that have to do with the step that you're on currently. So you get a lot of input on that new one, but you're always revisiting those old steps. We found it's the best way to really cement those concepts in their mind for long-term memory. So if you have a child that's really struggling with how to do long division, how to do fractions, what that all means, you might want to look at the Visual Circle Map. It's sold in three different parts on the Little Giant Steps website. You can get part one by itself, one and two together, part two and three together, or each one of those separately. 
So wherever your child is, you can get the downloadable program and use all the parts that you need. The visual circle math can be used in conjunction with your current curriculum, or you can set that curriculum aside for a little bit, take them through the visual math steps so that they're more confident, and then they'll be more successful in the curriculum you want them to use. Again, I want to just reiterate that in the Circle Math and all of our products, we're going to have that 50% input where you're doing a problem, they're doing a problem, and pulling back slowly from that. Even when they get into algebra and the upper grades, I believe the best way to teach math is with this concept of 50% instruction. There's a teacher that was in a public school that was trained this way, and about January, the end of January, he asked his co-teachers, what you do when you finish the book. And they just looked at him really funny and said, are you kidding me? We never finished the book. And he was already finished with the book because his class was really getting it. He did this 50% instruction, went back and reviewed, and they just had it. It's really cool to see that happen. One area that many children really struggle with is learning their math facts. That can be a number of reasons. One of them is that dominance we talked about in the reading podcast, just not storing the information in the right place. Then they get under stress with those speed drills that you give them. Then they can't remember what they know at all. Math facts are extremely important in my view, and it's kind of interesting how the public schools are now moving away from that. It doesn't make any sense to me because... If you don't have your math facts down, then you often have your problems wrong. Even if you got all the aspects of it right, as far as operationally, if you multiply wrong in a long division problem, you've got the wrong answer. Can you imagine if you had your math facts down with ease, all, all four operations, addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, how much easier it's going to be to get your math done? That's part of the challenge is how long it takes typically to get a math problem done or a math page done. I had one mom come to me at a book fair and she said, I saw this rapid recall that you have and I didn't think that it was going to work, but I was pretty desperate because my children just started screaming and screeching anytime I came close to them with a math sheet of any kind. And after about a week of the rapid recall, they just said, I can do this. I like math. So it's really a great program. I'm going to tell you about that. But first, I want to tell you about a free resource that we have at littlegiantsteps.com. You just go to the homepage, and right at the bottom, there's some buttons, and it says free math facts assessment. And so you click on that, download the pages. I'm suggesting you just do the one-minute test because that's going to give you the best information. How fast are they and accurate are they in one minute? And then on that page, it also gives you a scale that you can look at to see where your child is. You know, if they're in the first grade, how many should they be able to do in one minute and that kind of thing. So avail yourself of that free resource at littlegiantsteps.com. And then I want you to look at the rapid recall because it's very interesting the difference in the paradigm. Here again, we're talking about a paradigm shift because what we've believed and what we've done for all these years is flashcards. And, and I'll ask parents, I'll say, 
is the answer on the flashcard? And they'll say, oh yes, on the back. They act like that was a strange question that I asked because they're so used to holding up these magic cards and expecting something to come out of their child's brain because they have the card held up. Well, just holding up a card that says 6 plus 2 is not going to do anything to help that child know the answer. We call this a drill, or we call this working on math facts. But what it's really doing is testing them every time you hold the card up. Because if there's a blank there, that's a test. With the rapid recall, there's four different areas that we target. The child sees, hears, says, writes five math facts 14 times every day. And only two of those 14 times is any information coming out. Everything is coming in. So in other words, our math facts cards would have the answer on them. They also listen to a two-minute recording of those math facts spoken by a man, by a woman, with funny things happening in the middle. It's only two minutes long, but still your mind starts to wander after a little bit. So you want to add some intensity so they're paying attention. So somebody might say, now say the word banana or something bizarre like that. And they're kind of going, why did that happen in the middle of my math facts? But that prompts their attention and now they're listening to math facts again. Another aspect of the rapid recall is they listen to the CD and they record their answers on what we call a discovery game. The reason it's a discovery game is it's not in the same order that it's said on the recording. So they have to listen very carefully, find the problem, listen for the answer, and write the answer that they heard. I feel like it's very important for them to write the answer as they're getting it because that's what they're going to have to do when they do math. They're going to have to write it. So it's really important to get that input and that automatic message from the brain to the hand that this is the answer to that problem. It's amazing how fast that they can go when you use this method. And it's really solid. One thing you can do if your child's having trouble with math facts a lot is put them on this program and have them listen only in their dominant ear. So if they're right-handed, they would have an earpiece in their right ear so the information is going directly into their right ear. Oh, by the way, you want to sit on their right side if you're doing the 50% instruction, so you're talking into their dominant ear as well. When they're looking at it, they can just be a pirate for that one minute and cover the eye that is opposite their hand. So if they're right-handed, they're going to cover their left eye so that the right eye is taking in that information and it's going to the dominant hemisphere. What often happens with kids that are mixed dominant is you lay those speed drills out in front of them and say, now go faster on this, and they get all this tension and stress, and then they totally go into their subdominant where no information is, and they freak out with that. So you can time the speed drill that we have or not, but the speed drill we use is one week behind all of the input. So they've actually, in one week, had 60 exposures of the correct information before they're ever asked for it to come out on the speed drill. So this is one area that we use frequency, how often they see it, hear it, say it, write it. Intensity, it's only one to two minutes every time, every section. 
and then duration, which is very short period of time. And then over the five days, it just solidifies it and they can just take off. I've been very excited to see this happen with many children and my granddaughter as well. She's only five, but she's picking it up really well. Be sure to check out the handout that I'm going to put with this podcast because I'll have some links there, but more importantly, we've got some coupons for the Early Learning Foundations and the Rapid Recall that you might want to take advantage of. My prayer is that you have more confidence now with this idea of the 50% instruction and release from that, oh, they have to do it themselves mentality. This can really make a difference in your child's life. I also encourage you to stay tuned to the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network for more of these Brain Coach tips to make life and learning easier. Next week, we're going to explore the topic, neuroplasticity. Now, that's a big word. It's not a rubber band. We will be looking at how to stimulate the brain so it functions better. For now, it's the Brain Coach signing off and reminding you that Neurodevelopment is a dynamic approach to life at any age. So think differently. The solution is not in the problem. Thank you for your time and attention. We hope and pray you'll return next week for another session with Dr. Jan Bedell, the Brain Coach. The ND Approach for Life is a proven program to increase learning performance naturally. Little Giant Steps is there for you. If you have questions for the Brain Coach to incorporate the skills and techniques taught in our podcast, please email cj at littlegiantsteps.com. That's C as in cat, J as in joy, at littlegiantsteps, all one word, dot com. So until next time, may the good Lord bless and keep you. Thank you.